0: Monday, July eleventh, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined again by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes you're right off the top, just want to welcome you back. Uh, stepped aside for uh, a couple of weeks there, but we're we're happy to have you back on the podcast and and talking Guardians baseball because uh, nobody knows it better than you.
1: <laughs> I'm back off the injured list, Joe. Joe on the on the on the twenty six man roster, so it's good to be back, buddy
0: uh i'll tell you what uh, we we've gotten a lot of messages and a lot of uh questions and and just a, a lot of people uh, out there supporting you so uh just happy to see you as as i'm i'm recording this on zoom with you uh you, you, the smile's back folks we're we're all good here uh as far as the smile being back for the guardians uh mm, been a been a bit of a rough go lately uh they've lost six of their last seven games fourteen out of their last nineteen. Since June 23rd, pretty much the whole time you've been away, Paul. Uh, brutal 1-6 road trip this past week to Detroit and Kansas City. Two teams that they should have no problem beating when they're playing clean baseball. And that really just wasn't the case. Uh, there, were, there were times during this uh, stretch over the last week where you could really tell that playing three split doubleheaders in the space of a week really caught up to a young team. They were dragging on the field they were listless offensively they couldn't get anything going and uh, they started making mistakes defensively and when that happens this team can't win.
1: yeah I mean they, they everything that could go wrong did go wrong and uh, they really looked uh, lackluster they just looked uh especially the defense that was the, the thing that that surprised me the most Joe just you know sitting at home and watching on on TV it just uh boy, there were some plays. That that just should have been made that didn't get made, and uh, it looked like Comerica Comerica Park was off of a sudden their infield had been transformed into uh, like a sheet of concrete. Anything up the middle was just getting through, on and that was for both teams almost.
0: Right, yeah, and and players did uh, you know mention that, but they weren't making excuses. Uh, I just thought the the word that we 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 threw around a lot uh, in in talking to guys pregame postgame was energy. And how they needed to bring energy to the ballpark every day, and and try to try to get out there and, and sustain it, and it just didn't work. Uh, you know this this young club that that went on a, a good stretch, there, are winning uh, sixteen out of, or uh, you know fourteen out of sixteen games, or, or however many for that that stretch that got them within you know a game of first place in the division. Now they're sitting four and a half back. They're uh, a half game ahead of the White Sox, who are in town uh, beginning tonight and uh, a half game ahead of the White Sox in the wildcard uh, race as well, and it, it just seems like this is the beginning of them sort of slipping into where they're going to wind up this year, which could be third place in this division.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, this is, uh, you know, that great road trip that they had, you know, from uh, Colorado to LA to uh, Minneapolis, and since then, like you said Joe they've gone like 5 and 13 they haven't hit uh, i think they're hitting like uh 205 with runners in scoring position for the last 18 games uh and it just looks like the bottom has fallen out and it looks like they've started the all-star break you know 2 weeks early <laughs> to me i mean it just uh it's it's concerning you know and and, it, and it's all phases like you said pitching re- bullpen defense offense and you know the more you look at this team you know just this is just me from the outside looking in when jose ramirez doesn't play well this team does not play well and they look for him they look to him and you know he is he's had a tough go here
0: yeah and it sort of uh, sort of coincides with him having to sit the last couple of games there in los angeles against the dodgers with the the bruised hand uh the the thumb injury that you know you're not going to convince a, a, anybody that he isn't still dealing with it on a nagging sort of injury basis. It might be something that that stays with him through the the end of the year. Uh, When he does hit, he's pretty much the only offense for them now. You saw that in Kansas City. uh, Drove in a couple of runs and, you know, sparked a a big game on Saturday. But then the the bats come out the next day after getting 23 hits and uh, they they get five in a game and, uh, you know, three through the ninth inning. It's just hard to watch that when the only time uh, anybody's putting anything together is when Jose Ramirez spot in the order comes up uh, every three innings. It, it's just tough to, to sort of get any continuity and anything going offensively.
1: There's just, and and there's just so many dead spots in that lineup. It's just, uh, you know, the, when you get to the bottom of the lineup, you might as well, you know, just kind of, you know, go get something to eat or something because nothing is going to happen. There's just not going to, you know, and, and, you know, with Hedges and I mean, Straw is finally starting to hit again. So maybe that's an encouraging sign. You know, he's, he's starting to get it going again, but you know, Hedges is back in there. Clement, you know, Miller has struggled. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, when you bet when when, there's no kind of relief from the bottom in that bottom of the order, it just, you know, you've got, you know, four or five guys that, that are producing and they're hitting, you know, consecutively,
0: you know, big picture with a guy like Owen Miller. Uh, we saw Stephen Kwan start hot, cool off for about a month, make an adjustment, come back. Now Stephen Kwan is 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 getting on base. He's hitting the ball. Even his outs are are louder outs where he's 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 line driving the ball uh, a little more consistently. Uh, so maybe there's hope that Miller can make an adjustment back after a, a cooling off period uh, after starting off hot uh, in in the same way. Uh, Andres Jimenez has cooled off uh, a, a little bit. Uh, We'll get to him in a minute. But uh, as far as, you know, the bottom of that order, uh, there was a bright spot over the weekend and that was Nolan Jones. We got to see his uh, major league debut and he had about as good an offensive weekend as, you know, definitely anybody on the team, but as good as any, uh, you know, rookie making a debut that we've seen uh, uh, this year.
1: Yeah, just really exciting, and uh, it was cool to see his family in the stands. <laughs> they were all going crazy when you know he got what he, he hit. He gets a double in his first at bat, then he gets a single later <clears throat> in the game. Then I think what Saturday he hit the home run into the fountain. Did they ever get the ball back?
0: They did. They 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 fished it out and uh, authenticated it, and he's he's got the ball. So
1: uh,
0: pretty cool. He he had a, a bunch of other souvenirs like the lineup card and everything like that too.
1: He's a big dude, Joe. I forgot how big he is. He's massive.
0: Uh, I'll tell you, standing there in the clubhouse, uh, as, as I've, I've got my recorder up in his face, I'm looking down and I'm looking at his his shoes and his feet. He must wear size 16s uh, <laughs> because he was he was almost stepping on our toes just interviewing him. It was uh, he's he's a big boy, long levers. You can tell that there's going to be a lot of power there uh and and you know he showed it with a 457 foot home run uh that's the tied for the longest first home run by a, a a Cleveland player in the last 10 years
1: yeah that was impressive and uh you know he looks like he's he can run a little bit i think it's going to be kind of a work in progress in right field or wherever they end up playing him but you know it's interesting what where do you see when Oscar Gonzalez comes back how does this fit
0: uh, i think uh You've got to give right now. You've you've got to give Nolan Jones as much playing time as as he can get in right field until Gonzalez comes back. We got an update on Oscar from Tito yesterday uh, that basically said he's doing well, he's progressing, he's he's really attacking the rehab, and uh, you know it doesn't sound like he's he's too far away from beginning uh, some sort of baseball activity. But I, I think they're going to take their time with Gonzalez mm-hmm. because you you've you've got to have room for all these guys uh you you know if if straw is going to be able to come back and start hitting again that solves a problem that you don't have to worry about you know he had a three hit game on saturday and then they took him out to get him you know feeling good because they they wanted to make sure he he left the game with that good feeling uh comes back with another hit on sunday so you know maybe he's emerging from from the, the 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 low points that he had this season uh that Makes a question of what do you do with Quan? Do you leave him in left field? Okay, so you've got center and left taken care of, and then you just you know rotate guys like Gonzalez and and uh, 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 Nolan Jones in in right. Uh, you you got to find at bats for some of these guys coming up, and and uh, it, it might be might be what they do for the rest of the season here.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. You could platoon those guys, right? You could platoon Gonzalez and Jones. I, I don't.
0: Mean, I don't think Tito wants to make Gonzalez a platoon guy. I, yeah. I think he wants to let Gonzalez hit both sides because that's uh, until he starts striking out four times a game. I think you got to let Gonzalez do that. Yeah,
1: and so let's. I mean, all of a sudden. You know this. Thing, you they had all these these three short short infield outfielders. Now you've got two. You know big like power forwards, mm-hmm. and uh, guys with some pop. So that's kind of interesting. Interesting for the second uh, half, and interesting going forward.
0: Well, what makes it interesting is the message that you're sending to Framil Reyes, because you saw it. He's he's started to heat up a little bit. He's hitting home runs now. He's he's got he had a, a modest you know hitting streak there. Uh, he's still looking pretty awful swinging and missing at the plate, but when he's connecting, he's, he's at least being productive. I think he's getting the message that, Hey, uh, they're going to start, you know, giving my at-bats to guys. If I don't produce, uh, the, the message is, is sort of loud and clear from the, uh, from the front office. It's, it's, you know, start doing something or else there's going to be changes.
1: Yeah. There's guys coming up, and you know, we we haven't even talked about Valera. You know, what is he going to make his big league debut sometime this year? And uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, there uh, the noise is coming from below you know, for a uh, Fran Mel Reyes. He's got a he, I'm sure he's you know, I know, he's hearing the footsteps.
0: If I were if I were uh Reyes, I'd be more worried about John Kenzie Noel and the fact that he's got 25 home runs already, uh, between double A AA and triple A or uh. Yeah, no, single A and double a. Uh, yeah, I, we we were talking this weekend about uh, you know they're probably just waiting for a spot to clear for Valera to move up to uh, to Triple A. That that'll probably be coming after the All Star break shortly thereafter. I gotta imagine, but you know who knows? Uh, do do does a guy like Will Brennan make make the jump before uh, yeah. Valera? Do you do you do you have to give him a chance to see what you you've got with him because right now he's completely outgrown triple-A pitching.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And, uh, you know, we talked to uh, Brennan in, uh, in spring training and he was a nice kid, uh, you know, former pitcher uh, and uh, made the move to a uh, position player and uh, he's, man, he's killing it in at, at Columbus. So another interesting guy. And Joe, what, I mean, I guess if, if you fall out of contention in the second half, this just turns into, you know, an ongoing audition, right? I mean, right. you just shuffle guys in and out and in, you know, into the lineup and back and forth. And well, is, that what, is that what's going to happen here? Well,
0: well, how, how big and how important is this final week before the All-Star break in determining what's going to happen for the end of the season? If they go out, you know, in what? They've got seven games uh, over this stretch. I think they right. got eight because they're playing games. a doubleheader against eight games in the stretch. Let's say they go two and six in that stretch again, which is entirely possible after what we saw last week. Uh, if that happens, you're trading a Med Rosario. I, I, I think there's no two ways about it. You're that, that starts everything. And then who knows? I, I think uh, that, that begins the shuffle. You, you bring up Gabriel Arias, you, you, you know, you make all sorts of uh, changes and moves, uh, but it, it starts with trading Ahmed Rosario uh, immediately if you fall out of contention within the next week.
1: Yeah, that's interesting because, yeah, I mean, you got Chicago, you've got the Tigers, then you've got the All Star break, and if they if they keep playing like they have been, you know, I don't know, you you, you raise the white flag and you you know you start uh, extended spring training again,
0: correct. Uh, speaking of the All Star break, uh, they will be represented and and pretty well. I think the Guardians have uh, the most All Stars of any team in the Central Division with three: uh, Jose Ramirez, uh, obviously; uh, Emmanuel Clase, uh, obviously the uh, American League leader in saves. Uh, and then uh, the the story goes as as Tito was addressing the uh, the clubhouse, uh, he he handed out invitations to uh ramirez and class a and then turned to walk back to his his office and he stopped he said wait 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 wait, wait. one more we got one more you know andres jimenez and jimenez was standing behind him and uh, you know the 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 look of shock on his face it was because he had he had thought that was it that it was just going to be the the, the mm-hmm. two guys and uh they pulled a fast one uh, tito decoyed him uh but the the best part about it was the entire locker room just erupted with cheers and applause for Jimenez. You could really see how much uh, they supported the kid. He's the nicest guy, uh, soft-spoken, sensitive guy, uh, and it was just really nice to see him recognized for the the complete turnaround that he had from from this time last year.
1: Yeah, just uh, really great first half. You know, once he got 40 RBIs, he's hitting close to 300. Uh, you know gives them power from the at the bottom of the lineup and uh, you know and, and until this trip I think he had really played very good defense I mean he's had a couple of balls get by him but uh, you know I just think you know, that that might have caught caught the just the weariness and uh, and uh, the length of the first half
0: caught up to him. well I think you know being used as a pincushion cushion for uh, yeah. Detroit <laughs> pitching for the last uh, you know I, I think there was a there was a time during that Detroit series where he had gotten hit like five or six times in the last ten games, something like that. Uh, he had, he walked by in the clubhouse uh, after taking one in the in the leg, and you could see this giant red streak on his on his calf, and it's just like you know that's real. These guys are getting getting hit, yeah. and he's he seems to be. T- Tito said it's a compliment because the pitchers don't want him to get his arms extended now. I'm like, uh, you know, I'd rather you uh, you know, not compliment me and 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 yeah. and I just I just wonder Joe.
1: I mean, wh- where's the protection for him too? Where 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 are his pitchers moving other guys back because the Twins did the same thing to him. You know, yeah. I mean, I I, I, I I don't mean you have to, you know, go head-on, but you have to move some guys off the plate. You have to protect your guys.
0: Well, I think when we see Minnesota again, I think you might see a little bit of that because there was the uh the seeds of some uh you know, bad blood were sown in that that series, especially when uh, you know, they had the two walk offs to end the series yeah. there back to back and they uh the, the Minnesota broadcasters uh deadpanned. I, I think we've seen enough of the Cleveland Guardians. That was yeah. that was pretty good uh that was pretty good expect you know if I am Jimenez I'm going up there in in body armor because they're going to keep doing it uh until they get a response from Cleveland so uh yeah I I'm not saying I'm looking forward to it because I don't want to write a a story about a a bench clearing brawl but you know maybe we need to write a story about a bench clearing brawl who knows uh as far as the all-star game goes uh him uh Ramirez was was a, a no brainer. This is this is a guy who's you know one of the the, the five best hitters in baseball. Uh, you know he he's he's dropped off a little bit after that that thumb injury became uh, you know more evident, but he's he's still a guy you don't want to see up at the plate if you're an opposing pitcher.
1: Yeah. Definitely, Joe, and he's still leading the league in, in RBIs. That, that's, that amazes me after going through what, maybe not hitting for three weeks, three, four weeks. He's still, which shows you how hot he was at the beginning of the year. Um, And uh, definitely he he deserves it. You know, he's, his numbers across the board
0: are, you know, elite dudes on pace for a 99 extra base hits this season, which is just uncalled for. Uh, It's, it's, and, and Tito's right. Every time he says it, he says he plays the game the right way. He runs the bases better than any other elite hitter in the game. Uh, it's it's just uh, fun to see him and, and fun to watch him. Uh, Class A is the one that I, I thought was was pretty interesting. When we talked to him after he found out the news that he was going to be in the All-Star game, uh, Class A uh, didn't shy away. He said, I'm going there to strike guys out. Uh, he said... <laughs> You know, we said, "What are you looking forward to? Are you looking forward to walking the red carpet? Are you looking forward to being in the clubhouse with all these guys?" He says, "Nope, I just want to strike guys out. I want to get up there and I want to strike guys out." So uh, it was it was fun to hear him say that. Uh, he he said, "You know, we asked who who he thought should be who he thought should close the All Star Game, and he said, you know, it's like the guy with the most saves.' So you know, that's him. Uh, I, I think that's uh, I." Great. I there's, there is a lot of personality there with class a, I just, you, uh, you don't really get to see it all that often Yeah, uh, because he's sort of lurking in the shadows there for most of the game and and whatnot. But, uh, when, when when you stick a microphone in his face, sometimes you get a a real gem out of him.
1: Yeah. And and just think of those two trades, Joe, uh, you know, Kluber for class a all-star and a Lindor for, uh, uh, Jimenez, an all-star, and Rosario's—you know—playing his rear end
0: off at shortstop. Yeah, I, I would say right now. It, ask me again in eight more years who won that trade, but right now, in the first two years, uh, the—you know—Cleveland won that trade ten times over. Uh, as far as Jimenez goes, twenty-three years old. You've got a twenty-three-year-old second baseman. You've got a twenty-four-year-old closer. Your your team's average age is the youngest in Major League Baseball. It's younger than some AAA clubs. What does this say about what the Guardians are doing and how they're building for the future that they've got two 24 and younger All-Stars and a handful of guys who could someday be regular guys making appearances in the game?
1: Yeah, I mean and you know I don't think Quan is that far away. If he keeps playing like this, he's not that far away from an All-Star. You know, a, a top of the order guy that can run, hit, you know, hit 350 or whatever he's hitting. You know, I mean, that's it, an exciting player right there. But I think, you know, organizationally, you're you're starting to see all the years of work, you know, the international signings, the, the drafting, you're you're starting to see that all kind of bubble to the surface and uh it's going to be exciting for the next couple of years here, just to see how they put this team together and who emerges as, you know, the regulars on this club, you know, who, who's going to be playing every day, you know, at shortstop at second base at first base, you know, we know third base, but catcher and and in
0: the outfield. Yeah. Who gets identified as, you know, the core player, uh, you know, one of those guys that, you know, they, they built cores with, you know, Jan Gomes and Michael Brantley and Jason Kipnis and, and those guys got them to a World Series. Uh, you know who are the core guys that get identified, and 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 you know, like you said, get the playing time and be, become the everyday guys. Uh, I mean, we didn't even talk about Josh Naylor. Uh, you know, injuring his back, and uh, you know, should the guy have gone on the the injured list? Uh, yeah, I, I... Uh, a week ago, if he had gone, a, if he had gone on the injured list uh, a week ago, he'd be he'd be eligible to come off before the Detroit series. Uh, I just, I don't get it. They've, they've tried to sort of force him through this. Uh, I think a move might be coming before the start of this series here. Yeah,
1: Cause hey, I think there's a certain date where you can't retroactive it, right. activate it back. Right. So they've got to be coming up to that. I would think, you know, they're going to have to make a decision today or tomorrow on, on whether, you know, he can play or not, or, or put him on the injured list and, and just, you know, take it into this, Take it into the all-star break and give him that, you know, to get healthy and and bring him back after that.
0: Yeah, it was uh it was tough to watch him go up there after the, the the doubleheader Monday in in Detroit. It was tough to watch him go up there and try to swing the bat the next couple of days. Uh and and as as Tito would try to put him out there to pinch hit. Uh it was just tough. And uh, you know, we saw that.
1: So, and he still um, got a pinch hit the one time. They they pinch hit him. They he still got a pinch hit. So I you know, I, I mean, if that's like a, an oblique or something, I mean, you can't mess around with that.
0: Yeah, I think it was more lower back uh, mm-hmm. for for Naylor, but, you know, who knows? All right, Huenzi, uh, we're coming up on uh, a time here, uh, so we're going to uh, uh, get going. But uh, game tonight against the White Sox, uh, doubleheader tomorrow against the White Sox. And then we'll be back with you again on Wednesday uh, to talk about all of it here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast.
1: All right, Joe.